So much to talk about. But I want to start with the saga of Anna's fridge. <laughs> you do? <laughs> you do? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have a special place in my heart for refrigerators. I want to know what happened to yours. <laughs> Along with everything else that fizzled out or is kind of getting old, our refrigerator is no longer working. <laughs> We, uh, we ended up, um, you know, just shopping for a refrigerator online. It was supposed to come today, and it did not. <laughs> My husband got a voicemail saying, it fell, and it crushed the entire top, and it's not usable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, we've been having some house woes lately. <laughs> Everything in our house seems to be fizzling out. But Mark is at this point where he's like, do we really need to replace our copper to plastics, the new upgraded plastics? All the plumbers are saying it's the thing to do. And especially while we have exposed pipes, like why not? Well, before we cover drywall again and do our whole remodeling. Last weekend, we had the Northwest Remodeling Show. (laughs) Great timing, people. And I already have a vision of how I want the half bathroom downstairs. And I want it to be as modern as possible. I want a smart toilet. Mm -hmm. I want it to be like just this place to be calm and and have a little zen and all this kind of thing. But if my husband's like, hey, man, I just want a place of shit. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) But you know what? Once it's done, you're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. This is all going to be done. And we won't ever have to. We'll have a home. (laughs) We'll have our home back. (laughs) Well, my my curiosity was with the risk, this new refrigerator, do you need a plumber? Because so often now they have water going through them. Do you need a plumber to hook it up? And is that going to buy into all these other plumber woes? No. And here is why. They'll have an installation thing, which includes the water uh, upgraded hoses that connect to the brand new refrigerator. Okay. Plus... You just spend fifty more dollars to have them take out your old refrigerator and stuff, yes. and, and disconnect the old water mm. things. Wow! Good. Yeah, yep. So do you? So yeah. when are you gonna get it? Yeah. So when's the new fridge coming? Don't know yet because <laughs> LG has to get a hold of my husband, who's in New York City right now, oh my. who told me about the vo- the crazy voicemail we received. Your refrigerator got crushed. It's nice to know that the refrigerator doesn't just come from the store itself. Mark was like, why don't we just have them do it from another store? They explained because it's coming straight from the manufacturer, which I actually like because the back of my mind would probably always be like, was this on the floor? (laughs) Were a lot of people touching it and, you know, licking it and... Climbing inside of it. <laughs> right. Can I fit in here? Right, yeah. yeah. In case I need a body in here. <laughs> what? Right. So that's what your freezer's so for. So terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what an ordeal. But I feel like you've learned a lot and you've kind yeah. of, I don't know, you seem like you've come a long way in spite of all this, all this trauma. Thank you. So anyway. Wow. How's your world? <laughs> Claire's had to work a different shift what's that been like oh, oh it's yeah. been it's been really nice I'm trying, really? 
Just trying not to get spoiled. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh. My coworker, my lovely, lovely coworker, has a well deserved vacation this week. So, and I, I got chosen to fill in her, for her, which is a great honor because I, I work nights and, and to be on during the day, um, you know, drive time basically yeah. um, is really wonderful and I'm very appreciative of it. But what it did was it, instead of working, I, w- I typically work 3 to 11. So the first four hours I produce for her, I'm off air. And then I'm on the air from 7 to 11. And then I have my other job that I do that takes about two, two and a half hours that I usually do afterwards. So generally I'm up till about one o'clock every morning. Wow. And so this week, though, the schedule is I'm on during the day. I, I, I'm on straight from one to seven. And then I'm done with that. And I do my other job, and I'm done, like, by 9, 9.30. Wow. And it's been glorious. Oh, my gosh. I, wow. I got to hang out with Sharon, my wife, <laughs> oh, which is really great. nice. And, like, go to bed at a normal human time and wake up <laughs> at a normal human time and not be, like, exhausted. And it's really great. And today, today's my last day of doing it. Oh. <laughs> and go back to, back to my normal schedule next week. It's been fun. It really has. And it's different. I get so nervous. It's so weird. It's like... You're doing the exact same job, but you're doing it with a, a slightly different set of people who are really nice, wonderful, generous people. But, you know, there's something about knowing you're on at drive time that just, like, you know, mm. pumps up your adrenaline a little bit. And I've been really been, like, trying to bring my A game, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, a little, yeah. it's a little tiring. It's weird. It's amazing how a few hours in your schedule shifting it makes such a big difference. It really does. Yeah. And I would love to, I mean, I, I would love to someday if my, you know, co-worker, co-worker decides to retire, it would be wonderful to get her position. But I don't think I will because I'm remote, mm. right? And they oh, really... you have to be um, in person. Yeah, they, they really want everyone there in person. And I kind of got oddly grandfathered in. I probably can't talk too much about this, but essentially the rule is everybody has to be there at the radio station. And I understand why. I, under, I understand how a a 24-hour news operation works and, and what it takes for the producers and the editors and everyone to be there and to have to chase people down online or worry about, you know, mechanical issues or whatever. I understand why they why they want it that way. But when everybody got called back into the office, because I never actually did work there, I have always been a remote employee. I, I came during COVID, but I wasn't at home because of COVID. I was home because I lived somewhere else and they just needed someone to fill in. And so... They've allowed me to stay on my night shift, but I think that during the day, drive time is a different animal, and I don't think they would extend it that far. And 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 I get it, mm. but it kind of bums me out a little bit. Yeah. I wish I could. <laughs> where where are they located? Uh, San Francisco. Okay, and uh, how long of a drive is it from Salem? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Twelve, not quite twelve hours. <laughs> So I wouldn't do it every day. Um, I mean, I do have like this, you know, fantasy of, well, okay, first of all, it's radio. They're never going to pay me enough to live in San Francisco. So Mm. everyone who, San Francisco, it's a little bit like Seattle. You have to live further away. And, And like Seattle, there's a giant body of water. It's actually a much bigger body of water. So the places where you can afford to live are considerably distant from the radio station and a lot of my co-workers you know manage it different ways how they get there how they park when they get there parking's expensive uh there's of course mass transit uh which is quite 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 good in the bay area but it's not necessarily you want something you want to do in the middle of the night if you're working a night shift mm. right or, or early morning shift so it presents a, a whole lot of challenges you know and um 
So, but I'm like, okay, what if, what if I run all these what ifs all the time, you know, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. if, you know, I had a friend I could stay with. I have a cousin who yeah. has an apartment that she, uh, generally Airbnbs, but what if I paid her a certain amount, you know, could I make it work where I work there and then I just like came home on weekends or every other, you know, whatever, but I don't like to fly that much. And, you know, I don't know. I, mm, I kind of yeah, go back and yeah. forth on that. What sort of, if? Yeah. What if? And I was what ifing too while you were saying all this because I'm thinking, what if they let you go either every other week or every other month if if you could stay somewhere in San Francisco if there's a way so that sometimes you are there, sometimes you're in Salem. And yeah, I've thought about that. What if what if we could work out two weeks out of the month kind of situation? It's possible. Yeah. I mean I'd have to ask Sharon what she thought about mm-hmm. that. And I do feel confidently like I do have, I do know enough people there that I would have places to stay and not wear out my welcome nice. with, with different people. So yeah, I think it could work out. But, but again, it's the principle of the thing. I don't know if they would, if even hybrid is passable to, to not be full time. But you know what? I'll, I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Because I really think you deserve drive mm-hmm. time. <laughs> and, and the thing, the really thing that's, that's, that's really crazy about all this, ever since I was a kid, the only place I've ever really wanted to live is San Francisco. What? Wow. Like, it just even as a kid, like, because I would go visit my aunt in L.A. when I was, you know, my, my, her daughters, my cousins are a little, uh, you know, a bit older than me, about 20 years older than me. And so we would go to L.A. and then we'd go up to San Francisco to visit Cousin Sarah. And there would be different times where I would visit Sarah. And it's the most magical city in the world. Mm. And I just only ever wanted to live there. And when I was looking for internships out of college, I worked in a professional theater when I, when I left college. And I applied for internships all up and down the West Coast. I really wanted the one in San Francisco, but they, have I told you guys this story? I don't think Mm-mm. so. I feel, like I've to, I feel like I've told this story. I really wanted the one in San Francisco at uh, American Conservatory Theater, which is just this phenomenal, phenomenal regional theater. So much, there's a lot of great theater in, in, in the Bay Area. The thing about them was that they did not make their decisions about, they were the last ones to make their decisions about when, when they would hire interns and when you would start. All the other theaters made their decisions in like July and ACT made theirs in August. And it's very competitive. And I didn't know if I'd get it or not. And uh, they told me I was in the shortlist and I had a very good chance, but I just didn't want to risk it. I didn't want to end up with nothing. So I accepted a, gr- I got a great, great internship at South Coast Repertory Theater, which is in um, Orange County, California, it's in Costa Mesa, fantastic place. Um, and I certainly never regret going there. But lo and behold, about three weeks after I accepted it, I got called from San Francisco and they offered it to me. Mm. Um, and I didn't want to be that person that, you know, bailed on somebody else. So I didn't. I stuck with South Coast Repertory Theater. And... Um, you know, it's one of those life-changing, you know, sliding doors kind of. What what would be different if I had gone to San Francisco? Well, probably I wouldn't have met Sharon, because Ooh. after going to South Coast Rep for a year, um, then I got my job in Tacoma, and then that's where we met, and obviously we've been together ever since. And I've I had a great career in theater. I worked at Seattle Repertory Theater, and and I love Seattle. Seattle to me was like. San Francisco Consolation Prize, right? <laughs> like was second, second to San Francisco was Seattle. And so I got to live in Seattle during the greatest time to live in Seattle, which was the 90s, yeah. in, in between recessions and giant 
Microsoft takeover and all that kind of stuff, and then and then went back. But you know that little dream of San Francisco has always has never really died. So here we are, all these years later, and technically I work there. It's it's sort of like living the fantasy. The other thing too is that I don't really like big cities that much anymore. I mean, San Francisco is mm-hmm. still magical. I've been there a few times in the last couple of years for various work events, and it's still a magical, beautiful place. But just like Seattle and all the other big, beautiful cities, there's a a tremendous amount of crime and homelessness and, and all of those things and outrageously expensive. And I don't know that you need a lot of money. You need a lot of money to mm. live somewhere where you feel safe and like you, like you can easily move from one thing to another and to enjoy all the things that are there, theater and music and art. And that stuff is uh, very important to me, but it's not cheap, right? Mm. I don't yeah, know that... Yeah. 50-something-year-old Claire would be able to live in San Francisco the same way 20-something-year-old Claire would live there. But um, it sure is fun to think about. Yes. Mm. Your your San Francisco is my L.A. Because, yes, I I tell this to Lori all the time. I have always, since I was a kid, we we would visit L.A., my cousins and my, my aunts and uncles, a lot of family over there. I have never had a bad experience in L.A., since I was a kid. And then there was a time when I actually visited without seeing family with a friend of mine, even on our own. We just had such a great time. And then I've been in LA a few times last year and this year. And I mean, I I fall in love with it more and more. I come back and I'm like, I want to live in LA. And I've I've told this to Mark. He's like, you know how expensive that is? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's worse than Seattle, right? But um, I agree with you, and I'm so glad to hear you say that, that you never had a bad experience in L.A., because I loved living in L.A. You and lived in L.A. See, I'm jelly. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, no, I didn't. I lived in Long Beach, which is uh, another a different city a little bit further south from there. But it's like living yeah. in L.A., because you still have to go to L.A. for anything that you need. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. my aunt lives there, and, and so, yeah, I've spent a lot of time there. I, I, I love it there. And for all the, you know, pretty beautiful plastic people that are six foot two there's all these like just beautiful wonderful quote normal people too and I just I love it I I love I do love the people there too yeah I would use the same word as you use for San Francisco magical Mm -hmm. especially on a clear day you know when I was a kid and I first started going there they were still kind of working their way out of the smog and and I can remember like going back in the 90s and being like, oh, my God, you can actually see the mountains from here. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. suddenly the air is clean, which is ironic because of all the traffic. But the the emission standards are just so much higher there. And they have been for years and years and years and years. It is. I just I love California. I think that's why. Um, yeah. When I was working for at, at 98.9 The Bull, for the country station, my favorite artist that we played and that I ever got to meet was John Party because he's a he's a California boy and he loves it you know everyone else distances themselves from their California roots right because it's especially in Oregon and Washington California is the enemy oh they just come up here they buy up all the land and they build ugly buildings (laughs) which is probably true blah 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 whatever but it's a beautiful state it has everything it has every form of geography and geology (laughs) it has every kind of person it has every kind of whether you're a farmer or a businessman or a tech person or a you know in the entertainment or waiting waiting tables whatever it is it has all of it and I love that John Party kind of embraced that like Californianess of 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 himself and mm-hmm. not not try to pretend he's from Nashville and Lori you have family and Lori, there. Lori you go 
Lori, your heart's in, in, in California, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I have family in Northern California and family in Portland, but then I have my sister here. I moved around a little when I was first in radio. I lived in Boise. I do love it here, but I would not be opposed to moving, but I don't have a dream place. And what I was thinking, both of you, mm-hmm. when you were talking, and this maybe this is the dreamer, the coach in me, is so often people have dreams, but they look at, at the practicalness of it so much that... Mm. They that there's no way. And yet I've seen people go places and do things that just seem so unrealistic because they believed in it. Then doors open because people are like, well, hey, we've had this house sitting here forever. We'd love it if someone just came and lived in it for free. There's always those kind of things that can happen. I mean, I think we have to be realistic. You don't want to just go to California and be like, we can't afford this. <laughs> but also that there is that element. For instance, when I was trying to get an apartment after I'd raised my kids, my credit sucked because I'd been a single parent. And over here, I raised them on an island. But in the city, you have to have a down payment and you have to have all this credit. I mean, I walked up to this apartment and I just said, hey, I'm looking. This is where I work. I don't really have a great credit rating because I've been a single parent. And they let me move in. I hear women all the time coming out of recovery going, well, we have to have a first and last and down. And we have to have all these references. It's like, yeah, on some level. But honestly, there's so many magical, wonderful things that can happen. If it's something you really want, we can we can believe our way into (laughs) into it. Yeah, I totally believe with you. Totally believe you Uh, put, you know, put put it out into the universe and not in a woo-woo way, but more like opening yourself up to the possibility that this could happen. And suddenly you, you start to see options. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't know that was a possibility. I didn't know they had many little studio apartments that you could rent for what, you know, it's like what we don't know, but we tell ourselves these stories of the way it's going to be. It's like that balance of realistic, but have you ever heard of Sark? Sarah, uh, Sarah Ariel Rainbows Kennedy, I think she wrote all these art books and she wanted to go live in the UK in a castle. It was ridiculous, but she just started telling all her friends, well, come to find out this family, they actually, they had family that had a castle and they wanted someone to come and caretake. (laughs) Like all she did was put it out and within months she's living in a castle. You know, we can say, oh, yeah, I, I would love to do that, but maybe I never will. But if it's something you really want, I don't care if we're in our 60s. If it's something we really want, I think we can find a way to make it happen. And maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, dreaming and then living in a castle is rare, mm-hmm. but that's really a cool story. Mm-hmm. But I've heard <laughs> so many really stories cool. like that, you know, because I do read yeah. a lot of these books where people are like, oh, I could never make that happen on my income. Well, then all of a sudden they find this other sort of way to make money they never even thought of before that's ridiculous. And now they got money coming in. They did, Mm -hmm. you know, so I mean, it's like when we expand our minds and we think it doesn't mean we can just all go and say, oh, I'm going to do this and do it. But that don't say we can't, you know, like, yeah. I mean, it would be so cool if even even later in life, the dream, if you still had it, like sometimes our dreams change. But like, Claire, if you were like, even in five years, you know, I just always wanted to live in San Francisco. What if you got to do it for two years? What if something worked out and you got to do it for two years? And I love it that you're going, well, I have family there. And or maybe they would just go, you know what? We want you so bad. We're going to let you be remote and you can just come whenever you want. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so. right, right. <laughs> Right. And you know, what's funny is I've, I've never had like my, like that dream of, I want to live there. 
there's never I'm not like I want to live in a mansion or I want like I don't visualize myself in some spectacular house. Mm-hmm. I visualize myself just in the city. Yeah. Right? Like walking around and bustling around and going to things and eating seafood and you mm-hmm. know like all the like being a part of the vibe of the city, not so much picturing like that I'm in a mansion on a hill kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So Oh, I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in Malibu on the uh-huh. cliff, uh-huh. Uh, overlooking that ocean, and also overlooking downtown LA. <laughs> right on. But I, uh, <laughs> yeah. You want to live in Pacific Palisades? That's where you want. <laughs> That's where you I want to live on Hollywood ocean. Hills, baby. <laughs> you need three or four houses. Well, and yeah. actually, like my niece, she just wanted to live in California. That's all she wanted, and she's living in Hollywood. And yeah, it's expensive, but she's found a way to make it happen. And the whole family is like come home and she loves it there and they're like it's too expensive and she's like yeah but i'm making it work you know so i think i think it's like if our heart if our heart wants it we can find a way and like you said claire you're not thinking about a mansion you just want to be part of it so maybe there's a you know um but and and i see that like even you know we we hear this when people like get diagnosed with cancer and they're like you know, some people live and some people don't, and some people believe they're going to be healed and some people aren't. So, you know what I mean? There's no science to it, but it's also just finding that mindset of like, what if, because weren't you saying that earlier? What if, you know, what if, Uh what if we found a way, what if some, you know, somebody, some long lost aunt was like, yeah, I don't have any family to give this house to, and um, I'm going to die tomorrow, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So here you go. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I, I definitely believe in the power of what if, mm-hmm. you know. It's hard it, it's hard for me to get practicalities out of my head, though. That's just kind of mm-hmm. how I was raised. Like, my yeah. parents were, like, a great, like, pair. You know, my mom was very much the dreamer, and my dad was very much the practical, mm-hmm. you know, how you get to pay for that kind of thing. Not in a negative way, but more like just think it through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I want so much to be more like my mom, but I really am more like my dad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's hard to yeah. come get over that. Yeah. Well, here, here's an example. Sometimes <laughs> it's more of a what we don't know. Like, you know, I remember people saying, like, the, the ladies that come out of housing, they want to buy a house. They're like, well, you know, this is what they know. I have to have 10% down, and I have to have this and that. And it's like, but what if you don't? They're like, what do you mean? Well, did you know there's first-time buyers? What? See, so there's sometimes it's not really being unrealistic. It's just that we don't know that there's things that we don't know that could make mm-hmm. make dreams happen. It's it's being open and exploring that, I think. And I love it that you're like, well, what if they did mm-hmm. want me for that job? What are the possibilities? Mm-hmm. And, and you, you do have to be realistic. Like, we can't be ridiculous, you know? <laughs> yeah. Our parents would roll over in their graves. But <laughs> Right. And I can't just, like, leave... Sharon with the dog and the cats, right? I mean, they they are they're right. not I mean, maybe they're not human children, but they have there's a responsibility to them, right? Yeah. They take medications, they have to be walked, they have to clean the litter box, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only just that the worry about them, plus uh, keeping up this house, it's a it's, the house is not young. I would feel like I was just like flitting off to fantasy land if I left her for two weeks out of the year, you know. <laughs> but you know what? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, she might be like, oh, sweet, I get the house to myself for two weeks with my Claire. <laughs> you know, it's possible, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and you know what else happens is people will have, like, these dreams of, like, they always wanted to do it, and then there's a possibility for it to happen. They're like, oh, I always thought I wanted that. But actually, 
it's not what I wanted at all. Like, right, right. True. There was a, a time in my life that I, I mean, I was just a teen, but I like, I totally wanted to live in New York because of all these shows that were in New York City making it look like a little apartment buildings that have all the graffiti outside on the brick buildings look so cool. And now I'm like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. My brother wouldn't live anywhere else. It's funny, New York, what I love about New Yorkers is New Yorkers refuse to live anywhere else. They say it's the greatest place in the world, but all they do is complain about New York. (laughs) 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 They spend their days complaining about it and then like, it's the greatest city in the world. (laughs) I... I like New York. I enjoy visiting there. I could never. It's too cold and snowy. Could never live in that gray, snowy, icy. Like we get snow like, you know, we already had it this year for like five days last week. And now I think pretty sure we're done with it. I doubt we'll get any more. Right. Up here in the Northwest, New York, it's like cold and windy and icy. And yeah, not my thing. (laughs) I guess I, I guess that's why they're snowbirds. Right. I guess that's why you summer in New York and then you winter in whatever, Miami. Oh, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That takes a little money. But I love it here. I love the Northwest. I am very happy that this is where we landed in this uh this climate and these people and just the whole the whole vibe of the Northwest is uh it's very good. It really yeah. is. And maybe like when you retire you'll just travel and go to all the places that you've wanted to go and get in the vibe and do it for a week and be like yeah that's good I loved it you know yeah we're gonna I think we'll be in Europe a lot when we retire (laughs) that's where we'll be (laughs) we're gonna be across the pond Mm -hmm. I like that plan (laughs) yeah yeah me too how about you guys where's your uh where's your retirement villa Gosh, I don't know. I, I, I still think I'm going to be here and just be able to go and be between all the grandkids. It's hard when you have grandkids in different states. That, yeah. But you get to see one this weekend, I right? do. I'm so excited. My, my little <laughs> Knox, he's just about a year and a half. And Aww. yeah, I'm so excited to see him. Mm-hmm. I love that name. Knox. I do too. I love that name, <laughs> Knox. It's great. Every time I see that name, I think of a radio station in uh, in St. Louis, but it wasn't KNOX. It was KMOX. It was a, a big old radio station. Still exists. Oh. I think still is an AM station, oh. but, you know, it's what uh, equivalent to Como over here, oh, really? like news and wow. sports and, you know, <laughs> helicopter traffic reporter. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe they don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anybody has those anymore. <laughs> now it's drones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're too expensive. Yeah. Anna, are you excited about your uh, about the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yes, and and not as not like you guys would think because I I lived on the other side of Missouri, so I'm not as really invested in them like one would think. But from my college, they were like an hour and a half away, and I did have I, I continue to have friends there in Kansas City. I love it. From the conversation we've had now that you were talking about San Francisco, are you rooting for the 49ers or? <laughs> I, you know what? I kind of am. I, I like the Chiefs. I like Mahomes and all the players. I think they're a super fun team. Uh, but I really like the 49ers too. So I'm, I'm neutral, but I'm neutral toward the 49ers, I would say. Because you oh, know, okay. that's, my, that's my home away from home team now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but um, but I'll be okay if they don't win. They're they've got plenty of good years ahead of them. If they don't win this year, they'll win next year. Well, no, the right. Lions will win next year, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> so our Jay, our afternoon guy, posed a question on our Facebook page yesterday. 
Do you think Taylor Swift will get a proposal at the Super Bowl? And the first person <gasps> to comment what? said, who cares? Oh! oh, she announces her album at the Grammys. And then wouldn't that be something? Right. <laughs> I, I hmm. think not. I think not too. Think? I, I think it's think too he soon. He would do that. I think he too bold. Yeah, too, too bold. bold. Too bold. Oh, they're all about bold, man. Well, yeah, but especially yeah, Tay Tay. I, I don't think they would do that. At least I, don't I think know, not I could be either. Wrong. <sighs> he may not plan it. He may just spur the moment. Do it. We won! Yay! Marry me! <laughs> I just don't want. I I actually just don't want that yet. Like I feel like it's too soon. And if she's yeah. If she, this is a weird thing to say, but if she's trying to send messages to, you know, her young fans, I think one of them wouldn't be, we've only met four months ago and now he's proposed, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's not a bad message to send, but I kind of think it's not the message that she would want for her fans or be the example of that way mm-hmm. for the young fans right. for the younger ones for the kids mm-hmm. Ooh, well, we only knew each other for four months well, now we're gonna get married yeah. well my thought was you know she's all about the breakup songs so how long is her out av- like does she have an average <laughs> does she have an average she was with joe Alwyn a long time yeah yeah like what's a long time like a year two years like two years i think oh, okay that is a long time yeah, in Taylor years. Yeah, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a good. It's a good question. But there's. I mean, you can certainly bet on it. There's. It's one of the many prop bets you can take is whether or not, whether or not he'll propose and whether or not she'll say yes. And that's the other thing is she kind of on the spot, right? Like if he does. Yeah. If he does just suddenly propose and there's a bunch of cameras there, what's she supposed to do? You know, even if she wants to say no. Yeah. <gasps> See, that would be some good drama, though. Yeah. Like if she it did would. say no. Oh, everybody's right. going to have their eyes even more plastered on the two. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> she said no. She said no right before <laughs> Usher. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's got to go. She's got to go jet back to Japan. <laughs> yeah. She'll have her private jet there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Parked on the 50-yard line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I was surprised. I thought Usher had done the Super Bowl halftime show before i was sort of surprised to figure out this is his first time ever doing it (laughs) really i could swear he did it like 20 years ago 20 years ago. well yeah yeah, i don't know but you know the the average is 13 minutes he is going the full 15 minutes he's taking it all oh i'm sure he will Mm -hmm. i'm sure he will. but also he's not getting paid did you know that he's not no my no. my show prep yesterday says he's not getting paid for this. But I think they figure, hey, if you get halftime of the Super Bowl, that's a pretty big promotion. Like, you should be getting more streams and be making money off your fans by being right in that position. So, Is it still, is Jay-Z still producing this stuff, Rock Nation? I don't know. I think, he, I, think they, I think he does. I think he got the deal with the NFL to do the halftime shows. I just don't remember how long it lasted and if it was still this year. Hmm. To check it out. Well, I feel like there was somebody else who didn't get paid. Was it was it Beyonce or no? Somebody. I feel like somebody. Maybe they all don't get paid. Maybe they just don't get paid. Maybe that's just the way it is. We'll I don't to. know. Speaking of Jay Z and Taylor and everything, um, you both watched the Grammys. It sounds like. No, I've just been watching highlights. I didn't actually see the show. highlights. Mm-hmm. I I was gonna ask if you guys saw the part where Jay Z won an award and then yeah i heard about this he was starting to sort of rip on the whole grammy process and i was like stop 
stop. This is the second time someone's trying to defend Beyonce on an award show. And I felt like the first time she was uncomfortable. The second time I'm thinking she's uncomfortable. And this is her husband this time. <laughs> right. Right. I, Anna, I was wondering the same thing. Mm. I was wondering yeah. the same thing. I bet she is uncomfortable with it. Every time they pan on her to get reaction, I, all she was doing was smiling. Yeah. And I'm thinking, but behind those teeth, she's saying, stop, stop it. <laughs> You know, and he brought their daughter up on the stage. And I'm thinking, hopefully the daughter's just kind of like, oh, my God, I'm up on stage and just distracted by that and not listening to dad. But I'm thinking she could fully hear dad, what what he's saying and thinking, Mm -hmm. stop it, stop it. I don't know. I don't know. I get embarrassed for folks. I'm sure there are people that agree with him and people that don't agree. And I'm thinking, oh, man, do you want to start this? Do you want to start it? You know you know what I mean? Does yeah. it have to be called out right now? Maybe call it out like afterwards. I don't know. I, or is there ever a good time to call it out? No matter what, you're going to get grief, mm-hmm. you know. And they're also, I mean, I love I love award shows. I always have because of the performances and the the clothing and the speeches and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But it, 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 it is so arbitrary. You know, I mean, who gets... Who gets nominated and who wins? And, and you know, I th- I'm sure they have criteria, but, you know, to, to actually check that box where you, you kind of have to make a decision and you go, okay, this is what I pick, you know, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to do. And, I you know, then you, like, who, you know, like I know for the Oscars, like, the actors pick the actors and the directors pick the directors and then, you know, like, everybody votes for best picture or something like that right I don't know the Grammys like if only the people in that category vote or like you know really how, how that works but the other piece of it too I think that he may be reacting to is this whole year I mean Beyonce had a massive tour and she had a massive movie about her massive tour and she unfortunately did it all in the same year that of the Taylor era Taylor. <laughs> and right. Taylor was a behemoth right. this year. Nothing was going to steamroll that, yeah. you know? And so I don't know how much that goes into Grammys. I don't even think, I don't even know if Taylor won the award that, that Jay-Z was whining about it. It might've gone to, um, was it Olivia Rodrigo or there were like a whole bunch of women won a whole bunch of stuff this year. Right. So right, right, I'm not right. sure. Cause I didn't see it, which one he was, he was talking about, or maybe it was just the whole thing. From his point of view, she's had a crappy year because she's been second to Taylor in the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's, like, busy raising the kids and counting her money True. and having a damn good time and doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, right. And a part of me, when, whenever they pan in on her, I'm thinking, is she thinking the same thing? Because it didn't look like it. It didn't feel like it didn't feel like the same concerns he had up and up on stage were the same concerns that she had. And, and the the one thing that really bothered me about what he said uh, up on stage was basically there are people nominated he didn't think deserved to be. Oh, Everything else. That was very cringy, and I'm like, oh, I know Beyonce just doesn't think that. Mm-hmm. Remember when Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift at the VMAs and the damage control Beyonce did for that? She went back and she said, hey, look, I remember when I was 17 years old up for my first MTV award with Destiny's Child. So I'd like for Taylor to come out and have her moment. Totally turned it all around and made it like, hey, I love that Taylor got this, got the award, and I'm happy for her. And that's basically saying that whatever Kanye said, that wasn't in her head space, right? I, I, I feel like, look, man, don't talk for her. My thing right now is, hey, guys, 
appreciate it, but don't talk for us. Yeah. You know, let us express what we have a grief about something. Right. I, I don't know. Let her let her be the one to express that. Um, but at the same time, here there is her husband that is. I care for my wife so much that I'm going to say this out loud. You know, there's that too. And, you know, nice. But I don't know if my husband did that, I'd be like, stop it. I kind of can't help but wanting to compare it a little, a little bit to Will and Jada Smith. That's so I funny. Mean, obviously, mm. I was gonna say obviously it didn't become a violent thing. But, you know, this like, I'm going to defend my woman, <laughs> you mm. know, kind of thing. <laughs> like without getting the woman's consent to defend her. Yeah. Right. Right. <sighs> And Jada also didn't feel that way mm-hmm. uh, when w- what Will said, right? Mm-hmm. Am I well, right? Chris Rock or, said, or "Yeah, I... She, yeah." I don't. Th- she didn't. I don't think she thought that much about it. It was Will who kind of ran with it, and then later had to deal with it. I, I agree with you about Beyonce. I, you know, and obviously we don't know these people personally. At least I don't. <laughs> I, I love her. I think she's fantastic. I've loved her ever since Destiny's Child, and I think she's a great person and a great woman with a great head on her shoulders. And the last thing she would want to do. Is, is be dismissive of the other nominees. Right. Yeah, I think so, too. If I were Beyonce, I would feel like, don't do that, don't say that, you know, because that's not how I feel. And maybe she, I, I, I don't, I'm going to think that she didn't feel that way. <laughs> right. And now we'll never know for sure, because she's going to have to be politically correct about it for her marriage, I, I would think. Mm-hmm. Or gracious just for her fans, you know, mm-hmm. or right. anyone or, that's yes. not, or non-fans, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. How do you guys feel about this then? Uh, and maybe you, you still have to see it, Claire. People were complaining about how Taylor was over the Grammys. Did you guys hear anything about that? Or no. maybe it was just people that I know. <laughs> All I know <laughs> is that she she won and she announced her new album. Yeah, there's that too. But like anytime, sometimes when people whine, the camera's right to her. <laughs> oh, and then there was a, a moment where Celine Dion uh, won an award. No, no, not won an award, presented. but was giving. She presented to her. Yeah. And some people were like, Taylor didn't really acknowledge Celine because Celine had been sick. I was kind of like, but she's so excited that maybe she didn't have it in her head to do or, that. So you can't blame somebody. Yeah, or well, they did hug in backstage and they did did a photo. Yeah. Op. But also Celine's been so sick. And I know when people are sick, sometimes you don't, you're like, oh, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to. True. Yeah. And there may have actually been a thing like stay away from Celine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't hug her too hard or, you know. Right. Or or, Yeah, don't hug her too hard or, or, you know, she's trying not to be, you know, catch COVID or. Yeah. 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 She might be immuno. What is it called? Uh, Immunocompromised. Yeah. 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 But Tracy Chapman, that was pretty awesome. That was amazing. That was amazing. Who who didn't cry? Yeah. Who cried? (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Just great, great moment, you know. But just that, like, think about that. Like, him growing up, if that was his, like, favorite song growing up, that already as a child he, like, idolized a black woman folk singer, right? Yeah. I mean, that says so much to me about him. Um, mm. And and that he continued once he got to his success and his, you know, gajillionaire status, that he went back and recorded the song and didn't change one single word and made sure that everybody knew, you know, where the song came from. Um Love I it. just love it. Plus, they just did a good job with it. It just sounded good, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. And she looked like she was having the time of her life. Mm-hmm. She did. Yeah. Because she's yeah. not really, I mean, she kind of 
I never got to see her perform live, but she, apparently she's pretty shy, or I don't know. I don't know if reclusive is quite the word, but you know, she hasn't done a lot of performing in the last several years. Right. So for her to even show up there was, she must have been like, okay. You know. <laughs> yeah, she got a standing ovation, and her face was just amazing mm-hmm. when yeah. everybody stood up and just a oh, big old, big old applause, mm-hmm. roaring, roaring. It was beautiful. Then there was Joni Mitchell. Ugh. Yeah, that was pretty amazing, too. But it was amazing, but it was also a little sad. Like, I kind of felt yeah. different ways about that. It, it did sound, the it, because of the, was the song a little bit different from... No, uh, just because she, she can't hardly move, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. she's fine. Her, 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 Obviously, there's light in her eyes, and she was happy to yes. be there. And she's, you know, the whole Brandy Carlisle's really done so much, mm-hmm. and she's got this tour. And, you know, I mean... I think she's happy with the whole thing. It just, it breaks my heart to see how her body has, you know, kind of broken down, you know? Mm, I, guess, yeah. I guess it comes for all of us at some point, but, you know, that was a little hard to watch. Yeah. I, I loved how everybody up on stage with her that was playing with her, uh, it was, they did it so beautifully because yeah. they were letting her have her space, but they were on their own, like enjoying where they were at. You could see, yeah. it, especially in Brandy Carlisle's face. It was so beautiful. I loved that. Mm, yeah. I don't know very much about Joni Mitchell, but I know she's a legend. And I know um, uh, y- you could tell that everybody up on stage knew this as well and had this just big respect and were just living and loving the moment that they were having right there on stage with her playing, jamming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, yeah. how could you not? It's Joni Mitchell. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. Written the most iconic songs, you know, whether whether she sings them or somebody else does. I mean, the songs are, are just timeless, you know. But then when you think about it, like both sides now, and, you know, she was like, what, 19 or 20 when she wrote it, and now she's yeah. like, like she's literally <laughs> looked at life from both sides now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, did she write it and then have yeah. mm-hmm. Judy Collins, somebody else, sing it? I'm pretty sure Joni Mitchell has it on her. I, yeah. I, know, I know it's on her album. Yeah, it's on her album. Um, yeah. That so, is why. Yeah. When I learned to play guitars, that was one of the first songs that me and my sister played. Yeah. Oh, cute. <laughs> That's adorable. Oh, I want to hear it. <laughs> you were like nine years old singing oh. I Looked at Life from Both yeah. Sides Now. <laughs> what a great song to sing with your sister. <laughs> Do you have a recording of it? No. <laughs> anywhere? Anywhere? That would be so great if we did, but No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, I love that. I wish there was a recording of that. That would be just priceless. We also did King of the Road. (laughs) (laughs) Trailer for sale or rent. That's all you got, girls. (laughs) Trailer for sale or rent. Blah, 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 blah. King of the Road. No phone, no. Yeah. I ain't got no cigarettes, I'm a... Yeah. Can't remember all the words. I thought for sure Claire would, would hop road. right in with that. No, I don't know the words. Uh, and how? And again, how old were you? Gosh, early teens. <laughs> I ain't got no cigarettes. <laughs> it's like when I was like, when I was like 10 years old, I would p- play the piano and sing... Um, like anything. And we had like Annie and West Side Story, but one of my favorites was Jesus Christ Superstar. And I would just like belt out, I don't know how to love him. And I'm sure my parents were like, oh my God, what the hell, you know? 
but at least she's practicing, yeah. so we'll just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many lives before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what to do, man? All right, girls, I got to go get ready for work. Mm. I'm so glad we were able to get together this yes. week, though. I was going to miss you guys, so this is good. Me too. Mm. Well, before we go, because we were so into the California thing, what's your favorite song about California? <gasps> go ahead and sing it. Oh, um, wow. Hmm. I think there's so many, but I think it's probably the Led Zeppelin song, Going to California. Hmm. Uh, made up my mind and made a new start. Going to California with an aching in my heart. I just love that song. It's a really beautiful song. Wow. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. Uh, but I also like California knows how to party. California. California knows how to party. In the city. City like of somethings. <laughs> So not Hotel California. <laughs> no, but I love that too. That's also a good one. Good one, Lord. Eagles. How's it go? How's yeah. it go? The only one I don't like is I Love L.A. because I can't stand Randy, uh, what's his name? I'm the only person in the world who doesn't like <gasps> Randy Newman? Everybody loves him. What? Newman. Randy Newman. Hmm. I love L.A. I love that guy. And, and I get it because he had that great Toy Story song and all that stuff. But yeah. <laughs> that can go. I love you? that song. Is that is that going to be your is that your favorite California song? No. <laughs> the California girls are undeniable. Daisy Duke, yeah. mm-hmm. popsicles. I wish they there. all could be California girls. That one, Beach Boys. <laughs> I was thinking of Dave, uh, David Lee Roth. Oh. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Yep, he did a version. Yes. Yep, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> On Dave TV. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, thanks, ladies. Where, where can we find you on the Soch? I'm on Twitter at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y, and on threads at Claire Beverly Radio. And I'm Coach Lori at L-A-U-R-I-E for Facebook. I'm also on Twitter <laughs> at X at I'm Anna D. Yes, she Ooh. is. I heard somebody call it yeah. Twix, and now I call it that. I'll take it. <laughs> the yep. platform with the cookie crunch. <laughs> Love you, ladies, Love you. too. Love you, girls. This is Listen and Learn. Or not. I wish we all could be California girls. All right, see you next week. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Bye. Barley, meow. Say hi, Barley. Say hi. Thank you. Hang on, do it one more time. Say hi, Barley. Say hi to Anna. Say hi. Yeah, no. Okay. (laughs) Bye. 
Every year, there are thousands of vacant nursing positions. Beckfield College in Florence stands out with over 40 years of excellence, offering fully accredited and affordable nursing programs. That includes associates and bachelor's degrees in nursing and a PN program that's only 15 months, all with no wait list. Financial aid and scholarships are available to those who qualify. Visit beckfield.edu to learn more and join a community where you're never just a number. That's beckfield.edu. Register now. Classes start April 1st. 